I think it's important to realize that really now is probably when the full impact of the disaster is hitting many people. And I think that can look a lot of different ways, Maeve. I think, first of all, some of the more overwhelm can set in now that, um, you know, the, the initial shock is worn off and now it's overwhelm. How do we restart everything and taking stock of everything that's been lost? So still a lot of grief and sadness that can start to look like a little depression um, pieces. And then just some really normal and predictable anxiety as well. We were just talking earlier about um, the threat of the spring runoff uh, looming. And with this moisture that we've had recently, I think can bring up a lot of uneasiness and anxiety as well for people. Is it exacerbated by the fact that in many ways on the surface, it looks like the communities have moved on, not necessarily Jamestown or even Lyons, but many people in the community feel, okay, I've got my basement redone, time to move on. And yet for so many people, that's not the case. Exactly. And and we have to remember, this was a, a natural disaster with a really traumatic impact. And trauma isn't something that people just wake up from and necessarily just feel better um, about. So um, the onset can be l- delayed or longer. And while the rest of the community might feel like they're in a different space or they moved on. Some people are just now in the throes of that emotional response. I know that you have been at Mental Health Partners working the Flood Recovery Crisis Counseling Outreach Program. It was a very specific program that was uh, funded by a FEMA grant. It's called Colorado Spirit. CJ, you're an outreach worker. Tell us a little bit about the program. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Our team's made up of some locals and what we're doing is uh, we're outreaching the most flood affected communities uh, in Boulder County. And um, we're out to provide information, resources, and support to those that we find in need. So is this a drop-in center? Do you have a physical space? Are you going to door-to-door? How does it manifest itself? Uh, it manifests in uh, multiple ways. Um, we certainly do um, do outreach within the communities on foot. Uh, we're also doing tabling. We um, go to events, local events and community events uh, as much as we can, just to uh, the best way to reach the community. So when we say the hardest hit communities, obviously it seems like it's Jamestown Lions. I'm sure there are some other communities maybe that we're not even thinking of. Certainly, yeah, Jamestown and Lions definitely made the headlines. There are a lot of communities that did not hit the headlines, though, and um, particularly these uh, almost forgotten communities. And um, as Janine was saying, you know, it's, it's what I call a checkerboard effect. Some people are still affected to this very day, whereas others have, in a way, moved on. So... Um, Canvassing almost all of Boulder County is pretty much what we do. What reaction are you getting when you're either encountering people at an outreach event or going door to door or whatever, when you say, I'm here to try and help with your mental health? Or how, how do you approach it? What reaction do you get? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting um, because uh, in having these conversations with people, um, it's a very uh, overwhelming experience, this flood, um, both practically and emotionally. But um, it's a, it's a delicate balance having this conversation around mental health when there are so many practical, logistical, and financial issues uh, seemingly, um, you know, very acute for people. But, um, you know, sussing out the mental health experiences and past trauma of people is extremely important. Well, Janine, is that one of the challenges, the fact that, you know, the slogan Mountain Strong, we, we're seeing it in the recovery process, you know, on banners. People have this pride that, you know, Colorado people can weather the storm figuratively and literally. And so is there a reluctance to ask for help? And is there a reluctance to say, you know what, with so much um, physical need, you know, rebuilding and all of that, that maybe the mental health needs are taking a bit of a backseat? That's exactly right. And unfortunately, I think there's still 
a fair amount of stigma about reaching out for for support. You know, a CJ reference to some people. We we try not to even use the word mental health. It's just it's it's support because people are having normal responses to very abnormal events. So what I think we try to do, along with the Colorado Spirit team, is try to normalize those responses and try to make it so people don't feel stigmatized by reaching out. But I do think you're right. Our culture and our community is one of we'll survive, we'll persevere, and particularly in the mountain communities, I think. So we're trying to break down that stigma, make services accessible. Well, for people who are listening right now, you know, what are some of those normal responses that they might be experiencing that could be a flag to say, you know what, maybe this could be something that you should talk to somebody about. Sure. So it could be, I mentioned earlier, you know, just acute, acute grief and sadness, kind of the blahs, losing motivation, not being able to concentrate, feeling a sense of either helplessness or hopelessness about life, you know, um, having trouble functioning in their role, whatever role that is at school, at work, in their families, um, more experiencing more conflict, uh, not eating or sleeping normally still after the flood. So anything that's still existing now um, that we're several months past the incident, I think is cause for concern that might be a good, a good flag for people to say, it might be worth talking to somebody about this. You mentioned one of the normal roles being, you know, going to school. Am I impacted in that way? One of the characteristics of this, there were so many children who were affected in many ways, whether they served a personal loss, whether their home was destroyed or they had to go to a new school for several weeks. I mean, there was a lot of disruption on many levels. Is there something specific parents and teachers should be aware of around children? Well, I yeah, I'm glad you brought up the children issue because I, I still think this is this is hard for kids. I think it is going to be difficult because even as we look at schools about ready to get out here soon. Right. And I think while a lot of most kids are looking forward to summer there's still a lot of kids whose homes and communities are pretty impacted so i think it's being patient with kids response being understanding that if there is still some acting out that that could still be related for the to the flood it might not connect as easily cuz that incident happened so many months ago but there's triggers of the event everywhere, particularly in the flood affected areas where roads are still not good and there's still debris. Um, and, and then we have a rainy day. We have a rainy day. Exactly. Moisture, precipitation uh, is all triggers and kids are going to be super sensitive to that. So I think for parents to still watch those signs that they could be triggered by some of this. What are some of the issues and obviously to respect people's confidentiality, but are you seeing a commonality amongst people that you're talking to when you're doing your outreach work, you know, common issues that people are dealing with? Um, yeah, common issues. Uh, I think, Janine, uh, you're spot on right there. Um, some of the common issues are, you know, folks wondering if, if they still do need to talk about it. Is this still a problem for my community? Is this something I'm experiencing appropriately almost? And um, you know, we don't really have an answer for that. Everyone experiences it differently. And I think you're right on in that everyone knows what's best for them. And so when we do uh, have this conversation with folks, we generally just say, you know, how is your flood experience? And maybe they're fine and maybe they do want to talk about it. And really, it's up to them to figure out, uh, you know, what they need to do. And we're happy to respond appropriately. I know that you've uh, had similar outreach approaches, similar teams doing work during, say, uh, the Black Forest and the Waldo Canyon fire. How often or how long uh, typically do you see, you know, people being 
impacted by a natural disaster like this? Is there any way to kind of say, okay, in, in a couple of years, that's when it'll all start to taper off or does it really depend? It depends, although I will say, um, you know, we, I think certainly through the first year because this is still a lot of the firsts like this is the first spring since the event then we'll have we'll be crawling up here on the anniversary of the event which I think is really difficult that one year point um after that not not that it not that it um goes away I think all the anniversaries will will be difficult for many years to come I mean think about other traumatic events like September 11th and it was September 11th too that's right that's right so I I just think anniversaries or triggers will keep it alive but I think particularly through this first year I think it'll be most acute do you have any thoughts on that from yeah I would agree I I think uh, anniversaries certainly are uh, quite an experience for folks um and uh, any other recurring events, you know, rainstorms. Well, it would seem that because it is a natural disaster and we're living in the climate that we are now and the area that we are, that, you know, every flood season, we're going to have a flood season every year. And so that will always be a trigger, too. That's right. Well, so, um, CJ, if people want to engage with you, how, how can they find you when you're out and about doing your outreach work? If they if they feel that they want to talk to you and engage your services? Well, um, we have uh, we have flyers. We have information out there in the community. A lot of folks know who we are at this point. Um, we wear these uh, blue shirts, and uh, we would encourage anyone who sees uh, a pair in blue shirts uh, to come and have a conversation with us about their experiences. Uh, we're also on Facebook, and um, you can give us a call as well. So literally flag you down if they see you with that blue shirt, which says Colorado Spirits Flood Recovery Mountain Outreach Pro Team. Do you have like offices anywhere that people can, you know, knock on the door if they want to come along? Or should they just, you know, reach out to you and, and see if they can kind of arrange a time for a chat? Yeah, I would encourage uh, to give us a call or even text us.